Not every film can be Citizen Kane, but even critics have claimed that it was shit in its day. Some films are shit and shit they will stay, but some get better over time because of Nicolas Cage. So which film stays shit forever? And which one's got a little bit better? Second chance movies. No Paul Blunts were harmed in the making of this podcast. Welcome to Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies and watching SNL clips, not live, but on YouTube. And I'm Jessica Quiles, your host who's a one and done kind of movie viewer who does all her own stunts. Mm. And today we are giving a second chance to McGruber. Yes! <laughs> I have been begging Jessica to watch this movie for some time now. Yes. I love MacGruber. I, it's one of my favorite comedies of recent years. I've rediscovered it later in life, and it's my go-to movie to like put on if I can't find anything within like 10 minutes of searching. I'll just put on MacGruber. MacGruber was an SNL skit that became a movie, which is which happens a lot. We have a lot of those types of movies. Back in 2010. So, wow, over a decade old already, which is insane. When it came out, it wasn't well-received. Correct. And what's even more crazier is they, 11 years later, released a TV show, eight episodes of MacGruber on Peacock. I subscribed to Peacock just to... Watch my MacGruber and tell us about your your love for MacGruber and how you got here. Well, oh, how I got here, man, this is a long story. This might just take up the whole episode. I think I watched that movie back in like when it released, and I just thought it was like okay, like it was funny, but like it didn't like get me. I think my love for Will Forte started with Brother Solomon. Uh, I, of course, liked him on a lot of the SNL sketches, um, MacGruber specifically. The Falconer is a lot of fun as well. Uh, he's just a really goofy guy. But in college, I saw a movie called The Brothers Solomon, and I love that movie. Again, it's another comedy that went under everyone's radar. It's probably really low on Rotten Tomatoes, which makes me sad, but I love it. It's another one I quote a lot. Um. And so back in the early 2010s, Will Forte has a show, Last Man on Earth. I watched that. It's one of my favorite shows. And so I think um, I saw it on like some sort of streaming service to like purchase. And I was like, you know what? I want to see MacGruber again. Like now that I've watched Last Man on Earth and I get a real sense of Forte, let me enjoy this. And it's just Forte to the max. It's great. It became the one that like, it's my go-to rewatch all the time now. Uh, I'll watch, I've watched it at least like 10 times this year. This, this past year alone, you've watched at it least once times. a month. I'll just set it on <laughs> in the background. Probably gotta like clean up the house. I'm like, uh, music or, you know what? I'll just put on MacGruber. You really are the cheerleader for MacGruber. So this is my first time watching the movie. Um, I do remember the SNL sketches and I loved those. Those were always hilarious and funny. And I remember when a movie was in the works, it was like really cool and exciting. 
And then when the movie came out and it was like so panned by like audiences and critics, I was sort of like, well, I guess I don't care to see that. Like, whatever. Um, audiences really hate SNL movies. They really do. It's really strange because some are now like iconic and then others like fly under the radar. But usually at the time of the release, they're not like super well received. And I think this was one of them where now it sort of does have a cult following, at least enough for like Peacock to want to put a show out. But yeah, at the time, I know like no one really liked it. So I never watched it because that's sort of disappointing. And then, yeah, for Joe has been really pressing this movie. So I finally sat down and watched <laughs> MacGruber. Guys, spoiler alert. We're going to be talking about MacGruber <laughs> in depth, hopefully. It'll be spoiled. So if you haven't seen MacGruber yet, um, do yourself a favor and watch MacGruber. And for those of you who haven't seen the movie or have seen the movie and forgot what MacGruber is all about, let me read you uh, the synopsis. Former special operative MacGruber is called back into action to take down his arch enemy, Dieter von Kunth, who's in possession of a nuclear warhead and bent on destroying Washington, D.C. Um, yeah, that's good enough for me yeah. in the description. <laughs> yeah. It's also a parody of, like, an established, like, 80s show MacGyver. Yes. So. Yeah. I don't <laughs> find the overall plot of, like, the movie beginning to end mattering so much because it's all silly and dumb. It's yeah. more like the situational, like, what are we doing in this moment that, like, matters more than the actual plot. So I guess as a synopsis, like, yeah, this is what's going on, but, like, it doesn't really matter. For those who did like it, let's read what they had to say. Paul Gent of the Daily Telegraph, a brash, intermittently funny, but predictably disposable movie, just about good enough for a switch-off brain DVD rental. Wow. So... That was positive. It was positive, but rude, also. Just calling a movie disposable, like, man, that's... That's... Ooh. I um, I do think it is like turn off your brain and just have fun. Yeah, just, I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think like it's a bad thing at all. Like if that is escapism, like literally just turn off your brain, forget about everything and just laugh. Like that's not bad. That's not a bad thing at all. All right. Jim Lane from the Sacramento News and Review wrote, very funny, though not for the prim or prudish. Which I would agree. Well, I mean, I think any <laughs> prim and prude person, just avoid movies in general. Yeah. Avoid, just avoid everything if you're prim and prude. You're never going to like anything. Yeah, especially like a comedy like this. Just don't even watch it. It's not for you. Joe Berkowitz of New York Magazine slash Vulture. Any fans of satire who haven't checked out MacGruber yet? Prepare to be converted into believers like the man himself when he finally uses a gun for the first time. <laughs> oh my god, it's true. I mean, we're in the cult of MacGruber now. Like, he is our chosen one. <laughs> I can see that. You have the outfit. <laughs> I'm dressed like him. All right. Bill Gibron with Pop Matters wrote, MacGruber is a movie that knows it's dumb because it's so smart. And which is true for like, especially like a parody or satire like this, like there has to be a level of purposeful stupidity because the thing you're making fun of is yeah. stupid. 
All right, we've had a good chuckle at all these positive. I think it's time to see what what I don't want to hear. Negative <sighs> reviews on the. I know you're gonna you're gonna work through this. It's gonna be okay. We just have to be non biased and listen to what others said. I'll start us off. Okay. Matt Brunson of Film Frenzy. Viewers will eventually be struck by the realization that Requiem for a Dream and Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire, combined contained more belly laughs. Oh my god! This person is evil. Evil. Evil! Have you seen either of those movies? They're not... Oh my god. They're Why not funny. bring them into this, sir? No. Rick Grown with Globe and Mail wrote, it's McAwful. <laughs> okay, Christopher Tukey from the Daily Mail UK wrote, Will Forte, who hasn't starred in a movie before and looks extremely unlikely to do so again, lacks the slightest vestige of credibility or charm as McGruber. He also co-wrote the script. Let's just say comedy is not Forte's forte. That's so wrong. It's really On wrong, Madhu. So many <laughs> levels, it's so wrong. Forte is one of the funniest writers out there. Um, Truly, he's so my, funny. In my humble opinion. Well, I um, think objectively, he is good at comedy. I mean, you don't get to where he's at in the comedy game if you're not good at it. He's in Nebraska. And oh, he does a right. great job in Nebraska. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah he's great. He, I can't say anything negative about him. So, I found, unfortunately, a negative review. Oh, no. Written by our favorite reviewist, which may become my mortal enemy now. <laughs> Nel Mino. Oh, no. This our time girl. from BelieveNet. Is that new? I think that's a new one. I've never her. seen her from BelieveNet. I don't think I have. <sighs> I haven't read it yet. This is, I was saving my reaction to reading it now. Oh no. A one joke SNL skit based on a television series that ended in 1992 has been turned into a no joke movie that ended 99 painful minutes after it began. Well, like, half of it's not wrong because it's facts. Yeah, so. it was 99 minutes. It was That's... 99 minutes and it is from an SNL skit and based off a TV show. So, you know, it's, she's no not joke. wrong. No, no joke. There, no, there is nothing in this movie you found funny. <laughs> There's, I can't believe that that's true. Not a single one. Not There's... a single one in those 99 minutes. I just believe Nell just sat there and just just straight faced and hmm, this is a movie oh all right well i'm done talking negatively about this movie i want to talk positively about this movie this is the moment i personally have been waiting for jessica's review of this movie yeah i have not talked to her since she has watched it so i thought it was funny my vibe going into it was just open to laugh and see what is this is all about yeah um you know maybe that was slightly skewed because 
you have talked about this movie so highly so i was like i'm just gonna laugh yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna go in and laugh and turn I that did. brain off and enjoy yes. yes and i think now more than ever we need more movies like that where you can just sort of disassociate from like the world around you and just laugh at a movie so i enjoyed that definitely and like the humor it brought to me um one thing i really really like about this movie is that the cast from everyone from like forte and wig and ryan felipe down to like the tiniest like one scene characters seems to understand the tone of this movie like everyone seems on the same page where they know they are making something that's ridiculous and over the top and like a parody and like it's just like silly um I enjoyed that like there wasn't really anyone that I felt like did not get it I felt like everyone was was getting what they were going for um fun fact I was reading a lot of fun facts about this movie. Um, Val Kilmer and Powers Booth were both told in pre-production meetings with Forte and Tacone, the director, uh, to act like you're in a Joel Silver-produced film in 1988. So just, like, action-heavy, just, like, you're serious. And, like, they did it. It's, you know, I think that's what makes it really funny is to get like a really serious actor to play straight because i find a lot of the humor comes from those straight characters not either supporting mcgruber like mcgruber you're an asset like we love you you know and then tour ryan Philippe's character is kind of like you fucking idiot like <laughs> we're, he's essentially the audience just having to put up with mcgruber and a lot of the hit harder from uh at least for me i i think ryan philippe is just really underrated in this movie because to be the straight guy opposed to forte's super obnoxious over the top mcgruber i would agree i think um the people playing it straight are just as important for this kind of movie um and particularly with like powers booth and val kilmer they are going they're very serious like you said they were told to do so and that level of seriousness is needed when you're doing a spoof like this um because no matter sort of like what the situation is or what care what character dialogue is like they have to play it like this is very serious and that's what makes it silly i think everyone was just like on the same page that credit might go to forte and the director for making sure like every character knew what they were supposed to be doing. It's hard to look at this movie objectively in any way. What I could do is say the thing that I dread saying, critiquing this movie. I watched this movie and thought like, if I had to change one thing, what would I do? How would I fix this? It doesn't need fixing. But like, if I had to, what's the thing I struggle with most while watching this? Um, and I can tell you right now, it's like the first 10 minutes. It's not funny. Yeah. I, I just want to joke in there. Um, I think the thing I don't, like, again, one of my favorite movies. So <laughs> It's okay. Yeah. You can... Painful to say to me. I know, but it's the, okay. The first opening sequence has, like, the Val Kilmer's, like, villains team taking a bomb 
it really doesn't give us any information that we aren't told later. It doesn't have any jokes because, like, some Russian guys like says like, "Please don't" in like Russian. And he's I don't speak Russian and shoots him. Not funny. Um, so I would take that scene out entirely because you're just wasting production filming in a desert. Um, not necessary, and just jump to like. McGruber, we need you because of this. Right. And then we get kind of explained why. And then Kunt is kind of like a mysterious person who later revealed is not that shitty. Just like money over everything. But um, McGruber is definitely the one that wronged him. I actually completely agree with that. One of the only critiques I had watching it this time was that the opening is a little boring um, and then I literally wrote, but around the 10 minute mark is when it like really picks up and it gets over the top in a way that it needs to be. So I would agree. We can just cut all that out. I don't think we should have opened with our villain at all. Um, it's McGruber. Yeah. Open with him. Um, Unless our villain is doing something super dastardly or interesting um, or had like a, because we get the aftermath of the attack to steal it, of uh, the nuclear warhead. Why don't we show up after that? Let's see the action, you know, and then we get tricked later, maybe that, oh yeah, it's a goofy comedy, not an action movie. I think it's just really just to establish he's evil. He just shot somebody, but like, I know if he's MacGruber's arch nemesis and stealing a warhead, he's not good. Like I already know, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we need it to be shown to us because yeah, it's kind of. I'd rather no. keep it a mystery that, like, is Kunt really a bad person? Even though it was my first time around, I was trying to sort of see, like, what people didn't like about it and just kind of, ex like, explore how I felt about it. Sure. And aside from just, like, preference of humor and, like, subjectivity of what you find funny or don't, like, I I don't know. I, I did have some issues, like, trying to figure out why did people not like this? Sure. Why <laughs> um, do you think people will not like this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, because the first opening is really forgivable. Like, you, you kind of forget yeah. that it's kind of lame. It's, and... We got to establish something. But yeah. once we get laughing, we're... We're in it. I, we're I think there. the biggest opening laugh, or at least uh, that gets me, um, MacGruber, like, creates a whole team. I... <laughs> of like he's he's getting his team to stop cunt and he gets all these cameos from like wrestlers like pro wrestlers um we get a really fun exchange with chris jericho um but the big laugh and the payoff is like he's just like laugh or he's just like shit talking with piper like hey you know what i you're not on the team i assembled my own team um uh, and we, you can't ride in the trunk, bud. Because <laughs> it's filled with C4 explosives that I built with my own two. <laughs> Van explodes, <laughs> killing his entire team. And they, they get like five minutes of screen time and they're dead. <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> That's like the hardest laugh for me. That he kills his team almost instantly yeah and then that from that moment you know mcgruber's a fucking idiot <laughs> uh and just from there on out he just is 
just can do whatever stupid thing he wants. Yeah, and I think, like, I I found that to be really funny. And the whole montage, like, building up to him, like, assembling his team was, like, very parody of, like, 80s movies. It lasts way too long, like, on purpose. I think maybe one thing that others could have had an issue with is the plot. But... I found like myself not really getting the plot, but also recognizing that I don't know if it's necessary with a movie like this because what, what matters. What did you not understand about the plot? I know, like the the basic idea was like, okay, stop the bad guy with the bomb. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Well, I I'm not saying that I didn't get the plot. I'm okay. trying to find reasons why people didn't like this movie. And one thing so basic of a plot. Maybe that's fine because. The... <laughs> The hilarity is on the way to solving the plot. Yeah, the for for this kind of movie, the plot doesn't. I hate like I don't like to say it doesn't matter, um, because it's still a movie, it's still a story, but yeah. it's more of understanding the situations they're currently in than like how does this one situation affect the whole movie. You don't yeah. really need that, um, and so I didn't take an issue with that, like. There were some times where I was like, wait, what is he trying to do again? Oh, yeah, this. Um, and it, but the it whole never baseline went... is he's trying to stop Dieter von Kunt from blowing up DC. Simple. Mm-hmm. He just has a he has to find Kunt, and his way of getting there is the worst, like, trail possible. Yeah, yeah. it's all over the place, but it's meant to be so. Yeah, because um... he's an idiot, and he just makes wrong choices. What moments tickled your funny bone the most? Um, so one thing that I thought was really hilarious, and it's sort of it has its own little journey throughout the movie, is um MacGruber not knowing how to shoot a gun and just watching him try to figure it out, and then when he does, he's like really bad at it. <laughs> I also love waving that... his hands above his head. <laughs> like really sloppy and messy i liked within that there was a joke it's really subtle like he just like throws the guns dramatically the next scene that i found really funny is ryan philippe just being like why'd you get rid of those guns where did the guns go it's it's such a simple (laughs) joke but like there's been so many of those like weird over-the-top action movies where someone uses the gun and then just throws it and you think like dude what hold on to that gun like that happens you might find some ammo so much (laughs) where are the guns (laughs) (laughs) there's a really quick throwaway line that's funny like again i think philippe does a great job of just quick dry that like he's he's a scene stealer that i think doesn't get recognized for this as well as yeah there's also a really funny moment in that where when mcgrubu's also like just starting to shoot a gun he like turns to philippe and is like i did it i got him and he's like actually i think i got him but <laughs> yeah, okay I I, yeah but good, <laughs> but good yeah yeah but okay like he's just like yeah the delivery of like some throwaway lines are really funny on his end because he just gets how he's supposed to be reacting but it's also like what he's what what philippe's doing is also like it's it's funny but it also appears to be simple 
Yeah. And there's something within the simplicity of calling up MacGruber that is really funny on his end. What do you think of Kristen Wiig in this? So I like Kristen Wiig in general. I, I will say that. I think she's really funny in a lot of situations she's in. I don't really have a strong opinion about her either way in this movie. I think she also is really funny bouncing off the humor in the movie. But I also just don't... I find her character to be a little forgettable, which is I, interesting. It's not Wig, because Wig is hilarious. Right. But it, I think it was more so like, you're the person I was doing this with on SNL, and so we got you to play like the love interest partner person and extend the role of just like, 20 seconds, McGruber. I, she, I mean, she's hilarious. I just think the character is more of a... Um, like a prop in the movie for him yeah um like it's more funny like the things that happen to her rather than what she's because there's nothing for you know but i think she does contribute a lot to like the writing at least for like back and forth uh i've heard a lot of again i listened to a lot of interviews before saying she gives a lot of feedback and they make that character fun but, like, her dressing up as MacGruber, just... Yeah, the um, way she acts that out is also really funny. I think one of the best scenes in the movie is her, like, in the coffee shop, being MacGruber, and MacGruber like, no, 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 Vicky, don't do that. Don't leave that tip. He feels bad about having sex with her because he's still in love with his dead wife. Who? Uh, Maya Rudolph. Um, Another SNL face, hello. She was originally, I think, in the SNL sketches. Maybe she, I don't know. She like left the show, and that's why mm. Wig replaced her. But the explanation in the movie is she got blown up <laughs> by cunt, and so like okay, we we saw the reason why it switched over to Vicky. So, um, if they ever make a second MacGruber movie, I hope they let um Kristen Wig just have more fun with the role. Be silly, yeah. Uh, I, I did watch the show, and I think I shared the same opinion on the show. I don't think they give her enough free roam to just be Kristen Wiig goofy. Because, like, she's good. She gives, she's always gives a great performance. I just don't think the character of Vicky St. Elmo does much. I think she's just a quiet, reserved person. And with a, a loud mouth like MacGruber, it just, she's uh, overshadowed a lot. What other things did you like? So we already touched on him, but I just want to bring it back up because I really liked Val Kilmer in this movie. <laughs> um, I didn't realize he was the villain. I, I didn't know that. So that was just like a fun. I Again, I wish they had changed the opening, though, so I didn't know right away that he was our villain. Wow. Did I not tell you that? That's crazy. Maybe you did and I just blocked it out. I don't know. I feel like that's one of those secrets. I think it's best that you just discover on your own. It's really funny and it fits so well with this like parody of 80s serious action movies. While he's playing it very serious and like, you know, very serious villain, Val Kilmer seems to also be having a lot of fun playing a parody of a villain, which I really enjoy watching because I feel like he's in on the joke with everyone else and yeah. knows like what what they're trying to achieve here in terms of like silliness. One thing I will say is, like, the villain's motivation is not the most, like, unique thing in the world. Like, he it was is money. motivated by money. But, like, I think that's 
fine because we see that a lot like greed in a villain so that's the point since it's a parody like his motivation can be really basic yeah he he definitely looks like he's like playing around and being goofy like he just looks like he's just having a silly old time being like a bond villain yeah i feel like that's something we've very rarely ever really seen from him right like i don't remember him in a lot of comedies or you know being known for yeah he's more like action or like yeah yeah Uh, he was Batman at one point. That's right, um, he sure was. Oh, I read a fun fact about him. Because, like, after I watched him, I was like, what's up? What's Val Kilmer's deal? Like, how's he doing? He, did not know this, was considered for both Keanu roles in Point Break and The Matrix. So we almost had him in two Keanu movies instead of Keanu. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine The Matrix with Val Kilmer, and I don't see it. What was the other one you named? Point Break. Oh, mm. Oh no. Yeah. So I couldn't see him in either one of those. No. No, I couldn't. Point break is perfect. I wouldn't change it. Yeah, no, we don't need to change it. I think one of the biggest ongoing gags in this movie is there's a I guess McGruber's pulling up to a, like a a club in his car. Um and some guy goes, Fuck you or nice he goes, Nice car, asshole. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and then he reads the license plate. <laughs> just has it over and over in his head. KFBR three ninety two. KFBR three ninety two. KFBR three ninety two. And just constantly is doing that. And it's a gag throughout the movie where like Ryan uh, Piper finds a journal and it's just every page is that written over and over <laughs> and over again. A drawing of McGruber shitting on that car. And then the payoff, we get him. He reunites with that car and gets to fuck that car up. <laughs> so stupid just this petty super petty angry revenge based off some guy just going nice car asshole (laughs) yeah and it's also like a really subtle way of reminding us like how much our hero sucks like he's just not a good person he really sucks (laughs) because when the guy walks up to his car on fire he's like hey what'd you do to my car like he doesn't remember this weird throwaway moment like McGruber's yeah. been obsessed with him. Oh, it's so it's so funny. So I will say one thing that uh surprised me, it didn't bother me at all, but it surprised to me was um there was a lot more violence in this movie than I thought there would be. Um are you speaking specifically of all the throat rips? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of throat rips. <laughs> uh, I am gonna want to get a throat rip in. <laughs> it's probably gonna be you um there was one point where he's got like two throats in his hand and that's the moment i realized oh yeah this is a pretty violent movie so maybe that's a, one reason why people were not no, a was huge not fan. approving no, of that no moment like the violence at all i will say because i did watch the show um it's way more violent <laughs> in the show somehow throat rips go <laughs> be it goes beyond throat rips wow um okay so i want to ask you a hard question sure so we all know you love mcgruber we're not asking you to disavow mcgruber in any way but i'm curious as someone like you who really really likes this movie who's now like in the cult of mcgruber well why do you think so many people didn't like it because they're fucking idiots <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking stupid <laughs> they don't like to laugh it's probably gonna be 
Did you sound like something goofy and silly that sometimes is gross? Because, like, the throat rip is gross, but it's also funny because it's so dumb that, like, someone is going around just ripping throats out. That's something that could turn people off. I think a lot of it is just how stupid he is, is probably they don't want to sit through a movie where they're where the lead character is someone they're like, I would not follow this guy anywhere. He's an idiot. I can separate that. It's just like, I'm like watching some fucking idiot do his thing for 99 minutes. Like, it's fine with me. I get that he's dumb. That's an interesting point. I didn't think about that because you're right. Like, he's our hero of the movie, but he's so unlikable also. But for me, it was like unlikable in a funny way. So I was okay with that. Joke is clearly pointed at he's an idiot and... A lot of people respect him for things like this, like uh, all this valor and like medal award winning. But he's really, I don't know how he gets all those because he's never used the gun. He also is just fucking bad at everything he does. So I don't know how he won all these awards and is so decorated, you know? I find that funny. <laughs> for like movies in general, it is more palatable when you have like certain, I don't want to say stereotypes, but just like certain elements of like, your good guy and the bad guy and that's what they are separate like there's no like nuance more recently with movies like a movie like the joker where it's like a kind Mm. of a despicable person where i guess he's more down on his luck but we've got a lot of movies lately where we're like let's follow the villain or let's make the villain like a more likable person like cruella i think was a good example like why are we following why did we make a movie about some woman that just wants to skin dogs I don't. I didn't need that movie. I I had fun watching it. Mugaru might fall into that category of like I don't want to. I don't really want to follow or watch this movie about someone I don't like. Especially if he's not up your alley of humor, then you're really out of it. So, does Mugaru deserve a second chance? I say absolutely. It does. I thought it was really funny. There's very few things. I didn't like about this movie um and the very few things that I didn't like are very forgivable it does not ruin the movie at all I don't know why people were so against this because I had a good time watching it I think it like it's a, just a really good movie to forget about your stress and just giggle and accept something dumb and just laugh at it I would also implore you just to go back and watch some of the SNL sketches of it because that those are also really funny the two that stick out of my mind is like the best ones to watch are Betty White yes um and then Charles Barkley has a really good one I think you should just go back and give McGruber a second chance all around as a character as a concept the sketches, the movie. It looks like the world is ready to give MacGruber a second chance because he did get revived after 11 years to do a show. He got eight episodes on Peacock. So, Joe. Yes. And this is going to be a tough question for you to answer. I think I'll manage it. Do you think MacGruber deserves a second chance? You bet your ass it does. MacGruber is one of the... Just the funniest movies. It just makes tickles my funny bone in a way that other movies don't get. Especially with rewatch. Like, this is a movie I can rewatch a lot because it still makes me laugh. I think it's, oh, it really is Forte's delivery of most of the lines and Philippe's, you know, delivery of the lines and Kilmer's and Wig. Like, I love them all. And if you're there for like a serious, like, 
I need the best, best of the movie ever. Get the fuck out. You don't deserve MacGruber. Yeah, don't go in with like a critical eye because this movie doesn't necessarily need that. It's just I mean, a fun, silly movie. Yeah, just have fun with it. Just have fun with it. There's nothing wrong with fun and silliness. MacGruber! Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Second Chance Movies. As always, you can find everything down in the show notes. If you want to see me dressed as MacGruber, go ahead and watch us on YouTube. You can also find our social medias and our links to everything down in the show notes or the description. A big thank you, as always, to Beatty McBeatface for our dope theme song. Um, if you've been watching us or listening to us, please go ahead and give us a like, subscribe, a review really helps the channel and we'll be back next week with another second chance movie